Our sermon text tonight is going to be Hebrews 13, verse 8. It's going to be reading some other passages as well throughout, so you might want to keep that sermon notes page uh, open in front of you that has uh, a few other passages that we'll look at uh, briefly here this evening. want to uh, continue to think uh, with our hearts and with our minds, our minds and our hearts, uh, of the truth of who God is, uh, his attributes, what he's like, uh, why you and I should trust him. Uh, tonight, think, think together uh, about his immutability, his unchangeable net. So in Hebrews 13 at verse number 8, very briefly, uh, the writer says to us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. As we study the attributes of God, uh, we should be like our kids when they play with building blocks. When our kids play with building blocks, uh, experts tell us, and I think by, by practice we all know this to be true as parents, but uh, by playing with blocks, our kids learn shapes. They learn uh, space, how matter takes up space, uh, weight, right? Some blocks are heavier than others, uh, and manual dexterity, how to use their fingers, their hands, hand-eye coordination, uh, and so forth. Uh, if our kids don't play with blocks or things like blocks when they're, when they're young, uh, they'll not grow up uh, being able to, to think maybe as quickly uh, in those ways. Or uh, to use the Lego uh, movie term, to be a master builder, right? Uh, to, build, uh, to build with uh, those basic blocks, to build shapes, uh, to build forts, to build cars, ships, and so forth. Uh, so it is like uh, with, with us, uh, with God's attributes um, and our faith in godliness. If we don't have the basic fundamental grasp of who God is, sort of like building blocks, things like shape, space, weight, so forth, uh, if we don't have that basic understanding and grasp as kids do with building blocks, if we don't have the same with our faith and our godliness, how are we going to grow? Uh, in our faith and godliness. Uh, if we have no basic foundational knowledge of who our God is, we're supposed to be his children, after all. Just like our kids play with blocks, we should learn how to understand and know the, the basic fundamentals of who God is. And if we don't, we can't grow up. We can't mature. We can't have a deeper faith and have a more vibrant godliness. And so, therefore, uh, theology, which is the study of God, uh, is not just something uh, for the special few, uh, while the rest of us spend our time with faith and godliness. No, theology is, uh, or should be, the very basic uh, pulse beat of our hearts, of our faith, of our godliness. And so, I want to lay down another building block for us and for our soul uh, as we think about who God is, his immutability. And we see this immutability, his unchangeableness. We see it in that wonderful, beautiful promise of Hebrews 13, verse 8. That we probably know uh, very well. Uh, those of us who grew up in the Foursquare Church, this is our theme verse, right? Uh, this is Sister Amy's theme verse. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, uh, and forever. That promise should stand out for us here uh, in Hebrews 13, verse 8. Uh, and it does so, as you, as you see the, in the context here, that the author, uh, just before this, he's exhorting us to remember those who preach to us, to consider their lifestyle uh, so that we might imitate their faith. And so when we're disappointed by our favorite pastor, uh, by our favorite radio preacher, or whoever it might be, our favorite author, 
They're just mere men, after all. They struggle, too, with sin and doubt. We have Jesus, though. We have Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, brother. Uh, the preacher, uh, they, they come and go, but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what does it mean that God is immutable? That God is unchangeable? Well, if Hebrews 13, verse 8 says this about Jesus, that he's immutable, unchangeable, then as the son of the Father, that means that the Heavenly Father, the Eternal Father, is also immutable. And the Father and Son are in the unity of the one whom Hebrews 9.14 calls the Eternal Spirit. Therefore, our triune God, the Father, is immutable, he's unchangeable. His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, is immutable, unchangeable. And the Holy Spirit, who is called eternal spirit in Hebrews 9.14, is also immutable, unchangeable. Our triune God is immutable. He's unchangeable. Amen? What does that mean? What does it mean that the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, our God, is unchangeable? Well, to say that something is mutable or changeable, of course, means that it changes. Uh, we're not supposed to define words by, def- by using the word itself. So to say that something is, uh, uh, what does it mean to that God is unchangeable by saying that he doesn't change, that kind of tri- uh, uh, cheats the system. Uh, but think about how many, how many times you change your minds today already. What am I going to eat this morning? What am I going to wear to church tonight? Uh, how am I going to get there? What time are we going to leave we tell our kids X time, and the time changes, no doubt, inevitably. Uh, even those of us without kids anymore, uh, we probably had a, in our minds a certain time we're going to leave, and we didn't, and we didn't make it, right? Uh, we didn't do very well uh, keeping our, our own time clock. All the changes that you have to undergo, uh, as you think about them, physically, we, we have changes in our lives. It's taken me now two plus weeks to get over a, a dumb cold, right? My body is changing. I'm an old man now, right? I'm, getting sick and not getting over it very quick. Emotionally, right, we change every day. Uh, spiritually, over the course of our lives, we're up and down. So you and I know what it means to be mutable, to be changeable. Uh, on the contrary, to say that something is immutable, that little I, that I, that uh, opening little letter there, it's a prefix that takes away something. To be immutable is to not change, to be changeless, unchangeable. And one of the simplest biblical declarations of that is in Malachi 3, verse number 6. I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. God knows, though, that we need some kind of a pictorial way of grasping this truth. Again, cheating to say, what does it mean to say God is immutable by saying, well, it means he's unchangeable, right? I just defined it by, by giving you the very same word. So God gives us pictures and in his word to grasp and illustrations and you have those listed out there on that list of bible verses on that sermon notes page notice just a couple of them first of all uh, our passage jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever i can remember how i felt yesterday i know how i'm feeling today and uh based on that i have i guess hopefully some confidence that i'm going to feel a little bit better tomorrow right so we we know uh what it's like to feel in a certain way yesterday, today, forever. But here's Jesus. He's constant. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. Notice also Psalm 102. 
Psalm 102, verses 25 through 27. That's also listed out there on that sermon notes page for you. Of old, you laid the heavens and the earth, uh, the, the work of your hands. They will all perish, but you'll remain. They'll wear out like a garment. You change them like a robe. They will pass away, but you are the same. Your years have no end. So everything that God has made will come to an end. But he remains, right? That's the big contrast in that psalm, in that poetic uh, uh, parallelism, right? Everything that exists sprouts up, and then it's all cast down. But God remains. Just like the clothes that we wear, uh, that eventually wear out, that need to be thrown away, recycled, given to goodwill, whatever it might be, but eventually they're going to be uh, uh, eaten up by moths, they're going to they're gonna wear out, they're going to they're gonna be useless. So, too, all that God has made will also, as well, wear out. Yet, verse 27 of Psalm 102, you are the same in contrast. Your years have no end. So, clothes come and go, God remains the same. Third, another illustration of this is in James 1, verse 17, where uh, the apostle says, every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Uh, the, the, uh, the words and the, and the imagery here that James uses uh, are of a sundial. So this, this language here of uh, no variation, no shadow due to change, this, this image, uh, this Greek image, uh, is of a sundial. We probably don't use sundials uh, very often anymore. I mean, it'd be kind of hard to have a sundial on your wrist, wouldn't it? It'd be kind of big, kind of heavy. And, so, and, and it moves around, right? A sundial is meant to be a fixed piece of stone, for example, that's in a certain spot. Um, and uh, as, as, the, as the earth revolves, right, and, and uh, the sun moves from uh, east to west, uh, the sundial, uh, the, the, there's, there's light and there's shadow, and that, and that shadow moves, and then you can know what, what time it is. God, though, is not uh, that shadow that's moving throughout the day, telling us that it's 12 o'clock, it's 1 o'clock, it's 2 o'clock, and eventually it's time for bed. No, uh, God, um, God is the constant. God is the constant. God's the one that all things are measured by. Uh, God is the one in the universe while everything else moves around him, right? He's the stable. He's the fixed thing. So those are biblical illustrations and images of what it looks like for God to be immutable, unchangeable. Uh, let me just delve a little deeper and, and ask the question of, well, in what ways is God unchangeable? In what way? How is God immutable? First of all, God is immutable in his essence. Okay, these illustrations are meant to point us back to something deep within God, his essence, right? Who he is as God. He is immutable. Who he is, he is yesterday, if we can put it that way. Who he is, he is today. And who he is, he is eternally tomorrow. There never was a time when God was not. There never shall be a time when he shall not be. And so there's a, a great medieval uh, English preacher, theologian, Anselm of Canterbury, and he once said it like this, all that God is, all that God is, he has always been. And all that he has been and is 
he will ever be. In other words, God is God, right? That's, that's what it's saying. God has always been the same. Yesterday, today, forever. All that he is, he's always been that way. All that he is, he is right now. And all that he is, he always will be. God is God. So God is immutable, unchangeable in his essence, right? God doesn't change. There's no variation or shadow turning. He's not the shadow moving on that sundial. He's not the clothes that we wear, uh, that, that wear away. Uh, he's not like us who feel one way yesterday, we feel another way right now, we will feel a different way tomorrow, right? He's the same yesterday, today, forever. Secondly, God is immutable in his attributes, in his attributes, uh, the ways in which we experience him. Everything about God's unchangeable. Everything. His truth is unchangeable yesterday, today, forever. The psalmist says, Forever, Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. So his truth is unchangeable. He has never been less true than he is now, and he can never be truer than he is and has always been. God's truth is unchangeable. His love is unchangeable. Yesterday, Today, forever. I have loved you, the prophet Jeremiah said. I have loved you with an everlasting love, speaking on behalf of God. He's never been less loved than he is now and can never be more loving than he is and has always been. I'll come back to that at the end. His mercy is unchangeable. Yesterday, today, forever. His steadfast love, his mercy, his covenant faithfulness endures forever. His faithfulness to all generations, Psalm 100, verse 5. He has never been less merciful than he is now and can never be more merciful than he is today and always has been. God's unchangeable. I am the Lord. I do not change, Malachi 3, 6. I know that, Pastor, but you, you, you gave me this Bible reading plan uh, you know, and I started reading through it, and I, and I came to verses that said things like this. Genesis 6, verse 6, God repented. God repented. God changed his mind. How do I understand a verse like that? On the one hand, I changed not. On the one hand, God repented, right? God changed his mind. Well, it's important for us to harmonize these kinds of verses, right? They're seemingly contradictory verses. They're very clear things that are, that are just told to us as truisms all throughout the Bible, right? I am the Lord, I change not. The counsel of the Lord that stands forever. Uh, God's not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind and so forth, right? There are these clear passages all throughout the word. What all this means is that everything about God, his essence, his attributes are what they are eternally. Here's the key though. How we as a temporal creature experience the world that God has made and our relationship to God, that stuff changes. How we experience God changes. How we experience the world that he's made changes. Based on our surroundings, it seems to us at times that God changes. If you're on a white sand beach in Maui, or you're in war-torn Ukraine, you might feel, if you're in Ukraine, that God's changed. If you're in Maui, right, or everything's hunky-dory, I mean, you know, everything's great. But it might feel, right, depending on your circumstance, that God has changed. 
And so to the extent that we are in fellowship with God, or to the extent that we lack that personal fellowship with him, we're going to feel differently about God. God is not different, just how we feel about him. Our experience of him might be different. While everything else makes it seem that God has changed, we have his promise that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So how does it help us to know that God is immutable? How does it help us to know that he's unchangeable in his, es- uh, uh, in his essence, his attributes, and all that he is? How does it help us to know this? Just a couple of things. First of all, because God is unchangeable, immutable, I can rely on him. I can rely on him. Uh, kids, just think for a quick minute. Uh, I want you to think of something that you know uh, something that, that exists, something that's in the creation, something that's probably just right outside this building, uh, and you probably see it every single day. It doesn't move. Okay, it never moves. Never changes color. Never changes its mind. Uh, doesn't talk. Can't see. Can't hear. Can't feel, right? It can't do a lot of stuff. Think about this. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Something that you know about that is like that. So fill in the blank. God is immutable. God's unchangeable because he's like a... Fill in the blank. He's like a... What doesn't move? What doesn't change color? What doesn't talk, see, hear, and so forth? What is it? Well, the psalmist tells us, for example, uh, Psalm 62, For God alone my soul waits in silence. Why? From him comes my salvation. And then David in that psalm illustrates to us the immutability, the reliability of God and his salvation. So here's the answer. God is immutable because he's like, here's what Psalm 62 says, he alone is my rock. He alone is my rock, my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. In fact, the psalm goes on to say, on God rests my salvation, my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. God's like a rock, kids. It's kind of strange to think about that, but God is like a rock, according to the Bible. He doesn't move. He doesn't change. He's strong. He's stable. He's reliable. If you're washed up on an ancient, if you're in an ancient boat and you wash up against the shore in the Mediterranean Sea, what are you going to cling on to? You're going to find a rock if you can, right? And cling on to a rock on the shore and as the waves are pounding against you. God is like a rock. And that's why the psalmist says in Psalm 62, he applies that imagery about who God is when he says, trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. So when my work is up and down, when... Uh, uh, when my, my daily interactions with my neighbors are up and down, I can rely on God. I can pour my struggling heart out to him, and he understands. When my relationship is strained, I can rely on God. I can pour out myself to him in prayer about that. When I doubt God's plan in my chaotic life, I can rely on God like a rock as the waves of chaos beat upon me. One hymn says it like this, O Lord, my heart is sick. Sick of this everlasting change. And life runs tediously quick through its unresting race and varied change. 
a varied range. Change finds no likeness to itself in thee and wakes no echo in thy mute eternity. God is like a rock. God's unchangeable. You can rely on it. Secondly, because God's immutable, so is my salvation. Think about it. Because God is unchangeable, so is my salvation. That he, the unchangeable God, gives to me. Again, Psalm 62 speaks of God as my rock and my salvation, he says. Verse 2. My rock and my salvation. Psalm 95, David uh, combines them, calling God the rock of our salvation. Right? The the stronghold, the, the stability, the fortress, the immutable, immovable, unchangeable aspect of our salvation is God himself. So it's not just that he's a rock in my everyday struggles that I can cling on to him like, like a shipwrecked person on, a, on, a, on, on, the, on the shore of the sea or in the jetty and so forth, but no, he's that for my salvation. He's the confidence of, of my soul. But I sin too much. But I sin too much. Yeah, you do. You do. So do I. And you continually will sin too much until the day that you die. But despite your sins, the prophet says that God's covenant of peace with us isn't removed from us. Because God doesn't change the remnant of his people in the world are not destroyed by his judgments, Malachi says. Are you confident in God today, tonight? When you doubt, remember, he's the same. When you change, he doesn't. When you feel like you're slipping out of grace, it's not that God's hand has moved and he's let you fall like pulling a chair out from your brother or sister, right, and pulling a prank on him. No, it's that you've moved. God's still there. God's still there. And he'll be there waiting for you. Thirdly, because God is immutable, he never stops loving me. Because God's immutable, he never stops loving me. Love in scripture is a verb. It's like a verb. Love is a choice. Love is described as an action in the Bible. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Right? God doesn't fall into love with us and fall out of love with us. Right? God loves. God loves. My love for my wife is not dependent upon how I feel about her at any given moment. We might disagree with our spouses about all kinds of things. But the one thing that isn't up for debate is that we love each other. Right? Because love is a choice. It's an action. It's an immutable thing. It should be an immutable thing. Why? Because our love is based on God's love for us. Again, Jeremiah 31.3, I've loved you, the Lord says, with an everlasting love. He tells us that from before the foundation of the earth, he predestined us to be his children in his immutable love, his eternal love. And if you genuinely trust in Jesus Christ, there's nothing you can do to change this reality that God loves you. God has chosen to love you. God has shown his love in action by sending his son, Jesus, to die upon the cross for your sins. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that? So what a little building block we have. What a big building block, really. 
for all of our daily lives, for eternal life itself, that our God is immutable. Our God is unchangeable. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. When I'm unreliable, he's ever reliable. When I'm uncertain about my salvation, he is certain about my salvation. When I don't feel like I love him or that he even loves me, his love for me never changes. This is our God, the God who never changes, who loves us with an everlasting love. Let's pray.